Hello and welcome to the eighth of my uh, short videos introducing the ideas of Marx and Marxism and uh, today uh, I want to talk about the question of what is capitalism. Now um, Marx devoted more than 20 years of his life to the study uh, of capitalism, all of them in the British Museum. Uh, he wanted to analyse the laws of motion of the, this system and the result was um, his three great volumes of capital, uh, the Grundrisse, theories of surplus value and thousands of pages of notes on uh, economics. So even if I were to do 10 videos I couldn't couldn't do more than just uh, scratch the surface. Uh, anyway, I want to begin with a very basic question, um, which is what is meant by the term capitalism, or specifically what did Marx mean by the term capitalism? Now here, um, for Marx, capital, capitalism was not uh, an attitude of mind or even a pattern of behaviour. It was a definite economic system. Right, a mode of production, and it developed historically from about the 14th and 15th century onwards. So it hasn't always existed, and it will not always exist, the most important point. What then for Marx are the main characteristics of this economic system of capitalism? Uh, again, one has to start by saying what it's not. It's not just that there's inequality or class divisions or even that there's private ownership of the means of production. All those things exist under capitalism, of course, um, but they also exist, if you think about it, in ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, um, ancient, ancient Greece, Mughal India, uh, Imperial China, medieval Europe, and so on. And none of these societies were capitalist soci societies. The... Um, there's also the case that there have been a whole number of societies in which a large proportion of the means of production were owned by the state. Uh, but they also continued to function in a capitalist way. Now for Marx, what is the principal characteristic of capitalism, as its name implies, is that it is dominated by capital and by um, the drive to accumulate capital. Uh, Accumulation for accumulation's sake, production for production's sake, uh, and accumulate, accumulate. That is Moses and the prophets. I'm quoting from Capital there, Marx writing about, about this drive to accumulate capital. And this, of course, then raises the question of what is meant by cap, the term capital. Again, capital is not just a sum of money or even of accumulated wealth. Uh, a medieval emperor, for example, might accumulate a hoard of jewels, gold and silver and armour uh, in their palace. Many of, them, many of them did. But that was not capital. Capital is wealth to be invested. Capital that becomes economically active in order to achieve an increase in its own value. That's the crucial feature of capital, as opposed to just being a sum of money or a sum of wealth. Now, to do that, capital has to interact with labour. 
uh, it has to actually uh, employ wage, wage labour and capital accumulates by extracting profit from uh, uh, labour and then reinvesting it, or most of it, the odd, you know, Lamborghini or Ferrari and uh, the odd yacht aside, it reinvesting most of it in the employment of more labour to further uh, expand its value. That's how the process of capital accumulation takes place. Sometimes the uh, interaction with labour is direct, as in uh, a capitalist who employs workers. Sometimes it's indirect through the purchase of shares or stocks and shares and so on in the market. But those shares in turn are shares in companies which in the end have to interact uh, with labour. Uh, thus for Marx, the concept of um, capital is inextricably bound up with the concept of wage labour. They are two sides of the same coin, or to put it more accurately, they are two poles of the same exploitative uh, relationship. And for capitalism to develop, a precondition is that there is an available supply of labour to be purchased. Labour has to be freed, in quotation marks, from slavery, from serfdom, from a tie to the land, so it is available to become a commodity to be purchased by the capitalist. And some of the first phases of capitalism were about creating such an available pool uh, uh, of labour. Then what drives the accumulation of, ca uh, of capital? Again, it's not just personal greed. It's not just that the capitalist wants another yacht, another Lamborghini, another Ferrari. No, it's actually the competition between rival capitals. Uh, a competition which compels each capital to continue reinvesting and accumulating more capital on pain of extinction, i.e. of being driven out of business by uh, its rival. And that goes on however big the unit gets. You know, you can get to be as big as Amazon, or as big as Microsoft, or as big uh, as uh, ExxonMobil, and you're still looking at, over your shoulder at rivals, at BP, at Shell, and so on, and still driven to accumulate more and more capital. Now this system, as I said, developed historically. This system of relentless communication takes its first baby steps within feudalism, within the medieval towns, especially in the city-states of um, Florence and Venice in Italy in uh, the 14th and 15th century. Um, it then receives a major impetus, as Marx notes in, the, uh, in Capital and in the Communist Manifesto, it receives a major uh, impetus from the opening up, i.e. the conquest uh, of the Americas. And then on from the robbery and exploitation of the colonies, particularly through uh, the slave trade. That's what Marx calls a primitive accumulation of capital by pillaging the, uh, uh, the world. Now, the first proper capitalist state uh, is probably the Dutch Republic of the early 17th century, born out of revolt against the Habsburg Empire in Spain. 
this was then followed by the uh, England uh, as a result of the English Revolution. Parliament overthrows, defeats the Charles I, the monarchy of Charles I, and opens up the way for England to develop as one of the world's leading capitalist countries. The decisive historic victory of capitalism uh, really comes with the Industrial Revolution in England at the uh, last quarter of the 18th century and the politically the French Revolution of 1789. After this, capitalism is secure as the dominant system in the world and it goes on to carve up virtually the entire world um, between its ma major nations uh, by the, the end of the 19th century in what became known as the age of imperialism, particularly with the scramble for Africa and so on, uh, control of the borders of China, etc. Virtually the whole world is carved up between them. Since then, we have seen uh, Two incredibly destructive world wars as the different capitalist states fought it out as to who would rule that world. We've seen capitalism face down the challenge of the Russian Revolution, which I'll speak about in future videos. Uh, and we've seen, as Marx foresaw, uh, a further globalisation of capitalism as it uh, nestled in every corner of the world and created again in the world's words of Marx from the Communist Manifesto, a world in its uh, own image. Uh, at the same time, um, the wealth of capitalism, immense wealth that it's created, has become concentrated in ever larger and fewer uh, units, the great multinational corporations that I've uh, uh, referred to. And also at the same time, this mighty system has developed ever-deepening contradictions and it created in ever-larger numbers uh, the international working class which will be the grave digger of the system. In future videos I will look in more detail about how the economics of capitalism work and how Marx's analysis of that. Thank you.